Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up on this Thursday edition, we have got Jim Harbaugh rumors. Could the Las Vegas Raiders be a real destination? We will discuss. We've also got some fines being handed out in the NFL. One coach is not happy. We've got quarterbacks that have got a lot of pressure on them heading into next season. We've also got some speculation on Mike McCarthy and a surprising revelation about the status of Dan Quinn in Dallas by Albert Breer who's going to stop by. Plus we've got the return of the prop bet monster. All of it is yours. Coming up next here, two pros and a cup of Joe. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and you, Fox Sports Radio. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Rock, yeah. man. Yeah, you hear that? Yeah. What is that, LeVar? Do you hear that? Uh, that's called a bass hammer. Yeah. <laughs> bass hammer. Very good. When, when uh, that a, bass hammer comes a, in. A bass hammer uh, as we yeah. open up yeah. a show on a Thursday. It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app, and you can always find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. And wherever you are making us a part of this Thursday, we appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. We obviously have some storylines uh, as we inch closer to divisional uh, ch- championship weekend, divisional playoff weekend in the NFL. Uh, but we must start with. Uh, oh, the... hold on, hold on, yeah, hold please on, do. hold on. Yeah. Before you do it, yes. Before you do it, yeah. So I'm in Virginia Beach right now, and I said I would do this because we have some really, really loyal listeners in this area. Okay, so I've been here on on a little bit of business, and I was at uh, a restaurant yesterday, and they were like, you know what, you got to make sure you you hail us up. So shots out to my guys that that I was with yesterday, and they bought me none other than what Brady O'Quinn. What did they buy me at the bar? Oh, and Long Island. Make sure, and they said to make sure that I tell you that, hey, I bought you a Long Island iced tea, and I want you to tell Brady and Jonas. And oh, by the way, is Jonas like is Jonas as cool as he seems on radio, um, <laughs> off air? Or or is he, like, not cool at all? Like, what's he like? And that was an honest-to-God's question that I received yesterday at the bar. Was, is Jonas as cool off air as he seems on air? I was like, wow, is Jonas as that, cool huh? as he seems? Put, yeah. little, little so apparently respect. you're cool in, in Hampton Roads all in right. the Tidewater can, area of Virginia. Can I be honest? Damn this right. isn't meant to be a diss towards Jonas, but I, I would say Jonas is cool off air, but I find him cooler and more entertaining on air. That's good. Mm. Yeah, there there's sometimes there's sometimes when he's he's not as quite animated off air. That, that's Listen, that's how I describe it. I'm just not it. all about the flash, you know? I just like you to kick back and relax I'll, a little bit. I didn't even way. answer. He, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell him yes or no. Oh, no. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. 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 I, I really, I, you know, I really don't know that I know you guys off air, to be honest. You know, it's kind of weird. I spend well, more time with you guys on air. Well, That's we've, true. But LaVar yeah. and I have hung out off air. Yeah. So we I, had, yeah, yeah. I, I've got That's a degree of yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. There would be, yeah. Uh, the, the one time we were all together. I've never hung with, with some, Jonas. Uh, some circumstances. So that, you know, yeah, that idea. was that. A little, little but, somber, yeah. a little bit more somber um, environment. Yeah, I, I just, I'm not, uh, I'm pretty quiet and mellow off the air. I just don't really, I don't know, I'm just not, I, I, I leave it all for the air. And then afterwards, like if I, if I don't talk the entire day, I'm good. Like I don't need to talk. Mm. I don't need to just lay back, you know. Easy so you're going. boring. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, so you answered the question for yeah, me because I didn't want to answer wrong. Like, is Jonas cool? Like, when he said it, he's like, is Jonas is cool? I was like, is Jonas cool off the air? Yeah, I'm not a method actor. Huh. I don't need to get in the role and stay in the role. Just, you know, the light comes on, we do the show, and then afterwards, like, I just like to blend in with the crowd. Just like to be one of the hey, people, you know? But you clearly are a celebrity when and a superstar when the when the lights go up. Brother. Yeah, so, that's true. Well, that's there you go. Point. I just wanted there? to give you your flowers while you're still here. Yeah, you know what I mean? I like, appreciate it. That's, uh, yeah, it's, it's no problem, stuff. man. And, and for the, the, for, can I give people a description of what Jonas typically he looks oh, like Jesus when Christ. he uh, when he goes go. out in public. All right. It looks like he just came from a funeral. That's usually what what he's wearing. Well, he, I you mean, tend to wear all black often. I mean, let, let's be honest. Mm. It, that's that's not a stretch from time to time. Uh, you well, know, well, in these parts, well, <laughs> 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 we want to be you know, we want to be truthful about it. So yeah, that's, uh, but uh, okay. Well, after that, yeah, yeah, back to the show. Up, I appreciate you bringing it up, I mean, Brady. I'm, You're I'm, a good person. I'm, I'm trying to give people a visual right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, that was a good visual. I mean, I like black. What do you want from me? Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So does Lee. <laughs> racist. I'll, I'll, I like I'll black never t-shirts. Forget, uh, I'll so never does Leroy. <laughs> Super Bowl two years ago. Every time I, I, I was working, obviously doing some radio for Fox at the time, but doing some radio for uh, another uh, channel, another network. Oh, and okay. every time he would go down there to do his, his weekday stuff before we did our weekend show, he would find a way and he would just stare awkwardly at me the entire hmm. show. And he'd, or he'd put it's himself funny. in a spot where he'd stare awkwardly. I, 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 when I say stare, I mean for like 10 minutes. And it's, it's mm. one of those things where you'd be you know, doing your thing, talking. We had guests on and whatnot. And yeah. I'd, be, I'd be, man, I feel like someone's looking at me right now. And it'd be Jonas. And it was yeah, just well, staring at me like a weirdo. Did he try to get you to look through the circle no. like he does to me every day <laughs> in the yes. studio? No, that is okay. nice. Okay, truth be told, the reason why I was staring the first day is because I didn't know Brady wore glasses. And so it's like, you know, finding out, you know, years after the fact that your best friend wears a toupee. And you're like, wait, 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 what? And and I was stunned, absolutely stunned, stunned that he was wearing glasses. It changed so. his life. I'm it wearing did. glasses right now. It's disappointing. So, yeah. That's why. Wow. Yeah, that's why uh, wow. you know we uh, we we've wow. grown apart. Um, all right. So let's. Uh, can we get into this? Uh, because I smell yes. a little bit of BS here. All right, and yes. I'm not wow. talking about the, uh, the pre-show fireworks from a couple BS. of members of the show. Uh, but wow. uh, I smell a little bit of BS here. Um, BS. Bruce Feldman of The Athletic uh, reported uh, late yesterday that multiple sources inside the Michigan football program think that if uh, Jim Harbaugh was offered the Raiders head coaching job, that he'd take it. Now, I'm not saying that Bruce is reporting his BS because he always does a good job. He's always solid. Um, I think he's actually one of the last, you know, really credible ones out there. But this feels like to me that, you know, there's some there's some uh, back and forth negotiating and uh, leverage play going on here with uh, Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, and he's trying to figure out a way to get more money from them and whether or not they're balking at the time. This feels like he's throwing some stuff out there to try and uh, you know uh, jack the price up a little bit based on the haircut he took this past season, about $4 million to be the coach of Michigan. That's what it feels like to me. I, I hope he's not using the Raiders as leverage. Uh, I, I hope it's legitimate interest if he is interested in for this reason, that team, the locker room, it went through a lot this year. There was a lot of things between the players, obviously John Gruden, everything else that comes along with that. And I do hope for their sake that they're just not being viewed as leverage for Jim Harbaugh to get an extension and get back money that he essentially gave back 
before this past year where they restructured his contract, he took less money. And, and I, don't, I don't care who you are. If you become a head coach at the college or NFL level, you have an ego. And that ego, anytime someone comes to you, when you're being one of the top paid coaches in college football, and they tell you you shouldn't be because of what your results have been, even though you have improved the status of the University of Michigan. Say what you want about Jim Harbaugh before this year and how they couldn't beat Ohio State. Who else in the Big Ten has been able to beat Ohio State? <laughs> nobody. I mean, in all seriousness, nobody. Not, not on a consistent basis. Now, Penn State's been able to. You know, you saw that. And, you know, you go back earlier, maybe say Michigan State. But the, the truth of the matter is no one has. And he brought stability to Michigan when they really didn't have it before that. So they ask him to take a pay cut. He does that. And then he goes and has one of those dream years where he wins a Big Ten championship. He beats Ohio State. He goes to the college football playoff. Now, granted, the dream ends there. But they end up losing to the eventual national champion, which I think we can agree there's something to be said for that. They probably Michigan probably would have played Alabama closer than Cincinnati did. Uh, I think Michigan was probably closer to that team that you could say, all right, maybe they would have been a little more fair match in the semifinals. I digress. He doesn't want to give up the fact that he's built all this back and now he wants to be paid what he thinks he should have been worth the entire time. So I hope he's not using a Raiders team that I think if you're any coach out there and you saw after Gruden went away, after the Ruggs incident, after Damon Arnett got released, after all of that, that team still band together and got to the playoffs. I think he sees something in them that's legitimate, but I hope he's not just using it as leverage right now and doing this to Mark Davis. There's nothing sadder than seeing a sad Mark Davis. Uh, and that's, that, that's why I just hope he's not toying with his heart. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, and, and the business of it all, Harbaugh has to do what he feels is, is the best approach to what he ultimately wants his – his outcome to be and outcomes one thing I, I i have always listened to is how dire a situation it is if harbaugh doesn't beat ohio state this year if he doesn't beat them this season and that has been something that fans and and anyone who's on looking has had to endure is harbaugh coming up short against ohio state as you've mentioned and in those conversations, if if people are paying attention, those are seriously intense conversations like your job is on the line. How much time does Harbaugh have to continue to lose to Ohio State? So for all of the negativity and all of the, you know, the questioning and, and trepidation that goes his way when he isn't getting it done. I have no I have no problem with him getting it done this year against Ohio State, getting it done winning the Big Ten championship and saying, hey, you guys didn't think I could get it done or you were threatening me that I had to get it done. I finally get it done. And you know what? If people are looking at me and they see a value in me and Vegas is is you got to believe their team isn't that bad. They're, they're not no. a bad team. And and so if, if he feels as though that that's something that he needs to entertain, however little or much he does, and that becomes a leverage chip for him and what he's doing, ultimately, I would say if it's me, 
if I'm at Penn State and I'm coaching at Penn State and I'm getting the same type of scrutiny and 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 blowback when I lose to Ohio State, that time that I win, I want to make sure that everybody understands that you can either appreciate me in the wins and the losses or just don't appreciate me at all. And and at the end of the day, I want to be able to, to, to do my job in a way where you're not always putting my head on the chopping block. This is what he's earned by getting a Big Ten championship and a berth into the national uh, championship playoff series. So I t- handle your business, Harbaugh, and you play it out however you want to play it out because you did get money back. You, you did take, take a pay cut, and, and you did deliver. And, and I think that you know, results is ultimately what it comes down to. What do you guys think is the better job? Like, if, and just you know, let's pretend that you know, all things being equal, money, everything. What do you think is the better job right now in the state of football where it's at? Which is the better job, the Raiders or the Michigan job? I mean, here's what I'd say about looking at head coaching jobs in general. The NFL is always going to trump college football, and it's not anymore because of pay. It used to be because of pay. I, I think it's, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to each. You do have more autonomy at the college level than you do if you're the Raiders head coach, right? You still got to answer to Mark Davis. You have to work with a general manager. There's those things that can get in the way. You know, it's a competitive league. It's all get out with the way it's structured, with the salary cap, the draft, et cetera. But what you don't have to deal with is the lack of structure. And I think that's starting to be a hindrance on, on maybe how head coaches at the college level view the game right now. The transfer portal in general. Forget NIL. Like, NIL is not an issue because a lot of people believe, and it's probably true, that this has been going on underneath the table for as long as, as, as college football's <laughs> existed. And so now it's just above board in a more legal manner. Okay, so let's move on from NIL. It's the transfer portal. The transfer portal has essentially become free agency in college football. And so if that's the case, someone needs to come in and provide more clarity and honestly do what the NFL has done, where you have the start of a new league year, and free agency starts, and, and team, guys can be signed. They can go out there and, and figure out how they want to do this, or they can go back to their team if they want. But I think there should be a window. I think there should be a window for kids in the transfer portal to decide when they want to leave and go to another opportunity. And if not, make them make a, at least a one-year commitment. I, I'm not asking for a lot. These kids are 18 years old. These are kids now when we talk about transfer portal – they are already in college. I think we can ask for them to make a one-year commitment. And you can put in different clauses and things where, for example, the coach ends up getting fired before the season even starts. Okay, yeah, maybe they have to transfer and can go somewhere else in that instance. But that's an issue with college football. And I think a lot of coaches look and say, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Not only am I having to recruit high school kids, I'm trying to recruit guys on my own roster to stay here because I've got other teams trying to poach them. I mean, God forbid I've got a star player who's a freshman and I've got a senior who's done everything I've asked for him, and now my freshman wants to leave because I'm giving the senior some touches at running back too. I mean, those are legitimate concerns coaches have, and they're recruiting everyone nowadays. And, and it's just it's, it's the wild, wild west right now in regards to the transfer portal. Someone needs to do something about that because I think you're going to push away guys like a Harbaugh who's like, I don't want to deal with that anymore. 
I'd, I'd rather go coach the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, it's there's be thirty-two. Plays out. There are thirty-two teams, and that's the the NFL is always going to be every thirty-two is elite. It's it's an elite company. It's an elite job to have, and and that's just ultimately what it comes down to. There are a few elite jobs, elite elite in the college ranks, and it just matter what what do you want as a coach? I think ultimately would define. If, if one is better than the other, if you were to choose college over pros, it's what do you want? Because your job description is very different from from pro to college. And so if you if you want more of 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 what college has to offer as a coach, then then college would seemingly be the better the better choice. If if pro having one of 32 opportunities to lead a team is 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 more attractive and and has more uh allure to it then that's what you go for i, th- I think it's pretty simple it's uh, two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio lavar errington brady quinn jonas knox brought to you by discover if you're a valued customer you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company and that's why discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year discover exceptionally common sense learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply all right so coming up next uh somebody in the nfl is pissed off they are pissed off and they are out a quite a bit of money we will get into all of that here and how it plays out into their future it's yours right here on fsr be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. We are going to get to somebody in the NFL who is not pleased, uh, not happy whatsoever about uh, uh, what went down uh, over an incident on the weekend. We will get into that discussion here uh, momentarily on FSR. Uh, just want you guys, uh, I know you were concerned about this. Um, just wanted you guys to know uh, right off the top here, uh, Baker Mayfield did have surgery and uh, he can't wait to get ready uh, and be back to himself uh, above what happened last year. Just want to make that clear to everybody. Yeah, just, just want to yeah, just want to say yeah. uh, so he is uh, he is ready to go. Uh, is there anybody in the NFL uh, as far as quarterbacks go is going to have more pressure on them next year than Baker? I can't think of any. Like I was trying to think like who would be the one and it feels like this really is his make or break year this upcoming season. Um, I, I don't know if, if it's a make or break year. I, I think even after this year, someone would give an opportunity if they were to let him go and become a free agent. I, so I'm not going to say it's a make or break year because I think Kyler Murray is in a similar situation. Uh, that's good. Yeah. He, he's one that kind of comes to mind. Uh, outside of him, you know, you never know with Las Vegas. I, I personally feel like Derek Carr is the guy there. He's done a good job for a long time. But you could, you could also say Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins is still a Minnesota Vikings quarterback, you know, he would be going into the final year of his deal, and it's for a new general manager, new head coach, guys who didn't sign him to that contract. And it might be, even though, again, statistically speaking, he's been as consistent as you'll find in the NFL. You know, both Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins have been that. But, you know, when we look at the win-loss column, which for some reason we always attribute to quarterbacks, we forget <laughs> the other – you know, 21 players in the team, or at least on both sides of the ball. It doesn't apply to them. But the reality is he's been consistent too, but is in the final year of his deal and is going into a scenario where he's going to have a new head coach, new general manager that, that didn't sign him to that deal. So there's a number of guys out there. I actually think you could throw in Zach Wilson 
Because as much as the Jets can be patient about him. Sorry, Lamar. Well, that's I, I was. I don't want to give up. Well, on no, it, I, 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 I'd be, I'd be, Jeez. I'd be curious to get Lavar's thoughts on it because if he looks the way he did this past year, which by and large, it looked like he was not ready for it, and that's expected. He's a rookie, but it looked like it's just not going to work. I mean, it looked like the jump to the NFL would be too hard, too different for him. If it looks like that again next year, you got problems. Because now you're two, in, two years into this thing, and you're not picking up his fifth-year option. He's got two years left on, on the rest of that four-year deal uh, with the fifth-year option, and you're not exercising that. And they almost would have to start back over at square one. That would be another one that I think he's got a fair amount of pressure on him, even though he's going into his second year. I want to give you a couple names that kind of jump out at me in terms of the pressure level of of a a Baker Mayfield or maybe even extends beyond. Dak Prescott is the first one that comes to mind to me. Um, The amount of pressure he's going to have to perform at a level of getting, getting Dallas to that next level. I know we'll touch on the coaching situation there. I don't know if, if for any, you know, reason that that McCarthy loses his job, how does that impact where where the trajectory of this offense is, where the trajectory of Dak Prescott is? Uh, but they have to do something in order to get more out of their seasons. It, it just can't be a one and done next year. And I think a lot of that pressure is going to fall on Dak Prescott. I'll give you another name that I think will be interesting, um, and, and I'm, I'm interested to see what the reaction is going to be. I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a lot of pressure on him next year. He yeah. has not gotten his new contract yet. Yeah. And, and if you really take a moment and look at it, Lamar is in the same exact position in a lot of ways that Baker Mayfield was in this past year. Yeah. And, and there's going to need to be more justification of, of moving forward with Lamar Jackson to the level of one of those maximum uh, type of, of signing contracts um, into the future with Lamar Jackson because as is, is amazing of a player as he has been, as captivating as, as well as he's done with handling the media, they still have yet to cross the threshold of what you would assume a franchise bona fide quarterback in his position would accomplish and achieve. So I think those are two that really, really jump out at me that I would say outside of Baker Mayfield are really, really pressurized situations for for that quarterback in particular. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. All right, coming up 15 minutes from now, uh, we are getting uh, rumblings about a potential blockbuster trade in the NFL. We will discuss that here uh, on Fox Sports Radio again uh, 15 minutes from now. Um, Bruce Arians, defending uh, Super Bowl champion head coach, um, you know, slapped Andrew Adams, a player on the Bucks in the helmet uh, over the weekend. Uh, some people had an uh, issue with it, uh, including the NFL, who fined Bruce Arians $50,000. So, Coach, uh, your thoughts on the $50,000 fine as you get ready for a divisional playoff game? I'll appeal it. And, uh, 
It ain't got nothing to do with the game, so we're good. Thank you, Coach. So there he is, uh, Bruce Arians, uh, chiming in here bright and early in the morning. Uh, and uh, and away we go. Man, we got uh, him on the phone that quickly? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> hey, lead the lap. You are a, a, a goon for that, bro. I mean, Jeez, uh, so he got up just to get on the call and just to, to say that to us? I hey, mean, thanks, Coach Arians. We appreciate that. <laughs> Listen, we appreciate him chiming in. Um, how's this appeal going to go? Because, I, look, I didn't have an issue with with him slapping him in the helmet. I don't know that Andrew Adams, and I haven't heard him comment on it yet. I don't know that he had an issue with it, but it feels like, um, you know, some people have uh, have run with this story a little bit and, you know, kind of put this in the, uh, well, that's just old school tactics. He hasn't adjusted, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He's going to have to pay this thing. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't yeah, see I, any way around yeah, it. I don't, yeah. I, I mean, what's he going to appeal? He, he struck a player. And this isn't like me, oh, I'm some soft old. Yeah, I understand what he was doing. He was pulling a player away from potentially getting a penalty, which in that instance, you know, could have hurt them. That, that game, even though the score it looked out of hand and it felt out of hand, you know, you have one call one way or another, it changes the momentum of the game. I think Bruce Arians understands that. So he was trying to prevent Adams, obviously, from, you know, getting involved in something, right? And, and it, it actually showcased a couple of things to me I think Bruce Arians has the type of relationship with his team where he 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 reacted that way because he knows those guys love him and he felt like he could probably react the way almost like he was a son and and there's times you like you grab your you know your child you do something you're a little more aggressive with it because you know you're trying to keep them out of harm's way or from doing something dumb to hurt their team hurt their family right and that's kind of what this was. But unfortunately, it was an instance where in this culture, in this day and age, you can't do it. And I do wonder after the fact, because if you're the player in that situation, you don't have the chance to see how it looks to everyone else. And then everyone else on the outside piles on and you start getting these feelings like, man, that was wrong what he did to me. You know, I mean, I didn't think it was at the time. But now I look back on him, that was wrong. He should never do that. Well, maybe you shouldn't have been doing what you're doing to put yourself in the position or maybe put your team or your coach in that position in the first place. But there's no way around it. I mean, he's, he's going to get fined. He's going to have to eat that, uh, just especially in this day and age of, of, of football. If this was 30 years ago, we're probably not even having this conversation. You know what's funny? I had two thoughts when I saw it, and I texted you guys immediately upon when it happened. I was like <laughs> – you know, I wonder what what the blowback from the player is going to be after Bruce Arians went upside his head. Sarcasm, air quotes, uh, stuff like that, especially from a coach that's respected in the way that Coach Arians is respected in. That's not – it's not interpreted the way that civilians interpret it. And, and and that's just that's just what it is. And 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 I took that and I was like, man. But it had it been a kicker that or, that had gotten slapped in the upside the head. I think the reaction is going. I think the reaction might have been a little bit different. But the only problem we're going to have with that is we would have to wait a few months 
in order to know what the true reaction <laughs> well of how the player felt when the player was struck yeah. so violently by the coach. Let me tell you something. The second thing I thought about was if I had to slap the hell out of my kid in public, um, if my kid touched something, I, I, something I was told when I was growing up, when we go into the restaurant or we go into a grocery store or anywhere, don't touch it. If we're not buying it, don't touch it. And I can always recall early on, if I touched it, I got popped. Like, don't touch it. Like, nice little quick one, like like how Arians did. Maybe not a jump, you know, because I wasn't that big at the time. I was smaller. But, you know, you get a pop. And I just started thinking to myself, if I were to pop my kid in the head in a grocery store, for touching some cereal or something like that into say today's society there might be someone waiting for me at the front of <laughs> of that 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 store 100 percent. and 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 i'm gonna have to answer questions i listen i have always been one to say we have less people getting through um uh, um, the initial aspects of going into the military, they don't make it through basic training. We have larger numbers of obesity. The numbers are skyrocketing in terms of the amount of out of shape and non-active kids. That fine is a symptom of trying to continue this narrative of appeasing the mob. And to me, I don't like it. I really don't. I, so if he grabbed him by his 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 shirt, by the back of his shirt, is he going to get fined for for too aggressively horse collaring him away from from the the melee? What where does this start and where does it end? Is what it made me feel because last I checked, we're these guys are playing a full contact sport. It is called categorized a full contact sport. And in a full contact sport, if if the coach does something to get a guy away from a a a potential melee or brawl or or something of larger, larger violence, then to me, why are we sitting here overly scrutinizing the fact that he was getting the guy away? Like he wasn't uh, it's it's all about intent for me. If he was smacking the hell out of him to smack the hell out of him and his intent was to hurt him or to 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 harm him, then by all means, levy the fine. But if that was not the intent and and we know the intent was to protect the player and to protect the 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 hopefully the safety of what could have possibly ensued. Um, from from everybody getting into it, then the intent isn't malicious. And to me, I, I just don't understand why we, you know, for for the, you know, I don't, I don't want to be a critic of the NFL. I mean, they, they got to do what they got to do, and people get paid to do it. But golly, like, how are you? Like, what type of precedence are you are you setting? You know, this is a game where we celebrate dudes that were clotheslining and head slapping and, and breaking dudes' legs and breaking dudes, knocking two people's teeth out and different things like that. Like, let's be clear. Let's not be holier than thou in how we approach what we're doing because ultimately we love football a lot of times 
basically because of the brutality of what the sport presents to begin with. So that's a fine line to me that that you're walking right now if you're the National Football League. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up next, we're going to get into uh, some rumblings about a potential blockbuster trade in the NFL. It's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Yeah, y'all hear that bass snare? You hear that bass, that that bass flare? That's what I was gonna say, man. Yeah, good stuff. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar <laughs> Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now. Uh, interesting comments from one coach in the NFL. Uh, we will uh, dissect all of that and see what it means towards the future of a playoff team's fra- uh, franchise and moving forward at that position. So we'll get into that discussion for you here. We are going to have another edition of uh, In Case You Missed It coming up here momentarily. First, I want to let you know we are brought to you by DraftKings. Download the Draft. DraftKings app and use code 2PROS, that's the number 2PROS, to get a free shot at millions of dollars. Up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you Missed it. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, the great lead Delap. Delap. That's right, you guys. This offseason, the Texans are not backing down from their massive asking price for Deshaun Watson, reportedly wanting at least five assets, including three first round picks. <laughs> Still. I mean, you got you to admire the stubbornness. Uh, you know, no, I mean. <laughs> no. They, they say that that's how you figure out uh, insanity, you know? If you keep I mean, trying to do the same thing over and over again and, and you keep I, getting the same result, I mean, you know. I, I guess I'll pose this question. Has his value as far as what he can be as an NFL quarterback changed? Because I don't know that it has just because he didn't play this past year. If something changed off the field and he wasn't able to, that would be a different story. But at this point... There's still been nothing done from a legal standpoint, and he hasn't settled, so that probably doesn't help his case, but if he does eventually settle, yeah, I I think you're going to see the Houston Texans get some formula of those five assets they're looking for. I saw a report last week um, that he, there was a, that he had offered a, what, $100,000 or something like that to one of the accusers uh, you know, not long ago apparently. Um, now, whether or not that's legit, I don't know, but it wasn't February 
the uh, there was an important date in February right after the season where he, they were after, he was going to have to talk to somebody. I remember that being an important date. So it feels like this is something that, that could be worked out. In I, I believe in months. March he's got to do a deposition that yes, then becomes public knowledge because it will be under oath. So at that point in time, you'd think that he if he was going to settle, he's going to settle them. If he doesn't want to go and have to go speak under oath about everything that's transpired, and you and you can imagine those depositions, there could be a lot of, you know, uh, you know maybe he's coached at this point as far as how to handle it. But the reality is, sometimes those things can go sideways. I, I think he doesn't want to take the risk, and so at that time, I think you most likely would see him say, "All right." I'm going to settle. We'll see if we can get some sort of deal done. I can go somewhere else and play football again. Have they offered anything? Like, has there been? Because it just sounds like the 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 lawyer for for the alleged victims are he's he's very bullish on like having all of this come out. I mean, like, is there has there been an offer? I I, I don't know. Um, he seems pretty like you said, confident, and he seems like he's been pretty steady the whole way through. So maybe he just looks at it like, hey, worst case scenario, this thing goes all the way and, you know, he's going to get exposed. Um, But is that is that something that they can dictate? Because I don't understand it that way. I'm not legal, a legal person. Can can they say there will be no settlement? We're going to take this. We want this to be judged by a court. You have 22 different pending lawsuits. Right. So you have to look at if it's civil or criminal. If it's criminal, they have to determine if there's enough evidence there. To, to take to it to the, trial. Exactly. But what um, about a civil? That, that, that's up to the individual if they want to continue yeah. to keep trying to take it to trial. So, so if the lawyer is saying, I'm, a, I'm advising you, if, let's take it Tony to trial, Busby, we'll get more. If Tony Busby keeps saying that, hey, we've got a strong case, keep pushing, don't settle, take it to trial, yeah. Now, you risk it all. It could go to trial, and they could end up getting nothing. But to your point, they could end up getting more compensation than at least what's being offered in the settlement. Uh, What else we got, Lee? You guys, in case you missed it yesterday on the Dan Patrick Show, T.J. Watt revealed that he broke one of the NFL's most pointless rules. That was checking his phone during halftime to see where he stood on the NFL single-season sack record. Oh, I mean, he would do something like that? That's just a stunning development, that he would go check his phone to see whether or not he broke the record or not. That's stunning. Wait, what? Explain that to me again. During halftime, he was checking his cell phone, which is against the rules. Uh, in order why, to see. why would well first off I, I mean it's against the rules I mean who cares like it's halftime you know uh, guys could be doing all sorts of things to get ready for the second half <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that but <clears throat> did he not know going into the game where he was or couldn't somebody on the staff have told him yeah I mean it's like you're using it as an incentive or as motivation you're telling me he had no clue going into the game why does he need to check at halftime well there was a controversy over the uh, in the first drive whether or not that was considered a sack his uh, his tackle behind the line of scrimmage. Why would yeah, you just it, check after the game? Yeah, it, it's like a it's like your corner in boxing. You know that they usually tell the fighters, "Hey, you're behind. You got to keep going." You're you know, hey, it's pretty even. Like you want to motivate the guy to keep going out there throwing punches. Like why would that be any different than T.J. Watt? Mm-hmm. He wants to check his. I mean, you know boxing, man. Jonas. Yeah, I mean, you, listen, you tally it on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's that's what I do. I'm a, I score fights on Twitter. Uh, you know, that's, that's how it gets done, man. Legit stuff here. Boxing. I'm like a Watt brother at this point. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 